this whole word get dressed for the occasion it came about on tuesday night we had our corporate prayer um at ant and um yeah i was encouraging them to to take god at you at his word apply the word i was doing my my tangents that i do towards the end of prayer and i said to them get dressed for the occasion and it hit me yeah i just thought oh i said i said i said get dressed for the occasion that was on the 30th of june woke up first of july and i was thinking like the word was still in my spirit get dressed for the occasion get dressed for the occasion get dressed for the okay live a life of anticipation live a life of expectancy live a life knowing because our brother emmanuel released a word our latter shall be greater than the former i need to today i feel like i want to encourage you guys i need to lift up some hope some faith in the house tonight well this afternoon should i say i need to spark life into those things that look dormant and look dead and tell you, no, 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 no. You have the Holy Ghost. You have the grace of God. You have every spiritual blessing in heaven. You have what it takes to see what looks like nothing to become something in these next six months. I want to stir up believers across the world today that we all we don't have hope that the world does. The world has no hope. It's doom and gloom right now. We have a hope. His name is Jesus. We have a word. His name is Jesus. We have a mission. We ought to preach Jesus. And I just need to remind you and tell you, this is not the hour to sit at home and whine and moan. This is the hour to get dressed for the occasion. Something is about to happen. Can you keep sewing? Can you keep praying? Can you keep writing? Can you keep singing? Can you keep doing what you've been doing? And not measure the impact by what you see. We live by faith and not by sight. I need to remember today that we measure ourselves in accordance to how we align ourselves to his word. I need to remind you that some of our patriots of the faith, they died believing and in ant we got three we got three words that that that, that encapsulate who we are as a people we say believe become and behold before the world beholds any kind of glory there has to be a becoming and before there is any kind of becoming there has to be a believing and i need to check you guys today in your beliefs are we still believing what God has said. Are we still believing what God has said? What is God saying to me? I don't know. What was the last thing he said? Are you still doing it? I know I sound like I'm repeating myself. But I think God is trying to tell you something. You are not going to be. Or you're not going to see anything beyond what you believe. Let me say it again. You are not going to be, neither are you going to see anything beyond what you believe. And today I need to encourage some people in the house. Believe God. It's beyond how you feel. I'm telling you, feelings 
when it when feelings if we don't check them are, are, are the biggest lie that ever exists and, and, and the power of feelings is because it's present and sometimes because the word is a book or because we're hearing the word but we can't see who said it we think it's irrelevant or it comes across not as potent but we've heard it before and I'm going to say it again. One word from God can change your life. One act of obedience can set you on a trajectory that you have never ever imagined. Look at Abraham. Look at him for a moment. Once again, he lived a life of response. God came to Abraham. Abraham didn't come to God. I said, Abraham, get up and go to a land and I will show you when you get there. Abraham believed God and God counted to him as righteousness. Can I just tell you something here? When you read Hebrews 11, you're reading stories of men who did madnesses. Men that committed adultery, men that lied, men that killed. Imperfect men. But in that chapter, I don't read thoughts, I read faith. Can I submit to you that God is not judging you according to acts. He's judging you according to your faith. So the Israelites did not enter the promised land because they had an evil, unbelieving heart. He who does not believe God makes him out to be a liar. First John. People of, people of God, all God requires is your faith. And if your faith is real, you're going to do something. You're going to do something. You're going to do something. If if I believe that I'm that I'm 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 the best cook, I'm going to show you by doing it. Christianity ain't all talk. We walk the talk. I need some of you guys here to walk the word. Look at Peter. Peter said to Jesus in the book, Jesus walk on the water. Peter said. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Jesus said, come. When he was walking on the water, what was he walking on, guys? He was walking on that which God had spoken to him. Why did he begin to sink, Ayo? He took his eyes off of the word and started to look at the waves. Can I submit to you? In life, there will be storms. Can I submit to you, in life there will be winds. Can I submit to you, in life things will go wrong. But can I submit to you that in the midst of the storm, you can still walk on the water because your eyes are fixed on him, the word. The word. The word. Once again, did Peter have the power of himself to walk on water? No, it was Peter's obedience to the word. It was the word being applied it was the word being responded to that enabled Peter to have the power to walk on the water. But he began to sink when he looked at the waves and at the storms. Where are your eyes fixed upon? The Bible says in Hebrews 12 verse 2, fixing your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, author 
and finisher of your faith. Meaning, people of God, if you want your faith to grow, if God writes your faith author, if God perfects your faith, if God finishes your faith, if, if it's God that's doing the work, what is required of you is to do the good that you're looking at him. You've got to look at him. You've got to fix your gaze upon him. When we say meditate, in the Hebrew, it's a lion. It's a description of a lion who, who, who is staring at his prey with intensity. Is Jesus your intense focus? Meditate on the word day and night. When I hear those two words, I, I, I don't hear morning devotion at night time. I hear have this thing before you throughout the day, throughout the night, all the time. All the time. This is the hour for us to get radical. It, it really is. A virus came and the world got radical. They said, everybody stay in your yard. What are you doing with what God said to you? Are you doing the bare minimum? Or are you getting radical with it? Get dressed for the occasion. Get dressed for the occasion. How do I get dressed, Ayo? I'm happy you asked me. Getting dressed ain't about what you look like. Getting dressed is about what, or so I say, who you're putting on. Or what you actually do. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 to 14. Colossians chapter 3. From verse 10 to 15. I hope you're being stirred right now. I hope your faith is being awakened right now. There is a reality. That when you became. When you got saved. You became a new creation in Christ. Old things. Those things that you used to do. Passed away. Behold. New things. All things sorry. Have become new. You are living in a possibility. You are living in, a, in, 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 in an opportunity to actually live a life of experiencing new things. All of it boils down to what you actually believe and apply into your, into your life. All things are possible to him who believes. All things. All things. And we see it every day, people of God. There was no iPad in Genesis 1, but there's iPad in 2020. All things are possible. There was no cars in Genesis chapter 1, but there are cars in 2020. I need you to understand, God is not saying something that's so abstract that we can't even relate to what he's saying. He's saying, look, brethren, what is not now can be tomorrow. Do you believe me? He's even cheeky enough to tell us, even the things you say you ask for, Aya, guess what? I'm going to do exceedingly and abundantly. So guess what, people of God? We're always going to be in a chase of the greater thing because God said us, even the thing that you think of the greatest you can do, I'm even more than that. I can do more than that. I can do more than that. So can I ask you to, to dream crazy? Can, can I ask you to believe like a madman? Can I ask you to just to dream again? And dream big. Abraham's dream was so big. It took three generations. 
and look at us now. Children of Abraham, your seed shall be as numerous as the sand and as the stars in the sky. In the sky. And Abraham was able to see this come to pass because Abraham's eyes and heart was fixed on a maker whose foundations were not of this earth but of the heavenly places. He too had his eyes fixed on what was eternal. And because his eyes were fixed on what was eternal, what was um, and what God promised in natural was bound to happen. His eyes was on the greater thing. Therefore, God did the great thing in and through his life. And we are products of that right now. I, I mean, when I say Abraham, I'm going to give him a high five. I'm going to give him a high five, bro. I need him to, I'm going to be like, Abraham, I'm a child of you. I'm a product of your obedience. What a story. That's why he's called the father of faith. He was a prototype of the one who was to come and has come and is coming. His name is Jesus. You are a prototype of a new beginning, of a promise that God has given to you that will feed generations from now. They will look back and thank God for Christabel because she said yes. They will look back and thank God for Asher because she said yes. They will look back and thank God for Emmanuel because he said yes. They will look back and thank God for Sarah because she said yes. I'm telling you, the power of your yes is, a, is beyond your scope of thinking. God is trying to get stuff in your life right now because he's thinking about 2050 and 2090. If Jesus tires. <laughs> Dream big. Get dressed for the occasion. It's beyond you. It's beyond you. And sometimes when we realise what's at stake, when we realise, when we get out of a, of a, of a personal Christianity, of a self oriented Christianity and a, and a faith where God do, do this for me because I, I need to... When we get past and we realise that, look, I'm a foundation. I'm a seed. I'm a start of something new. I'm a pioneer. When we start to realise that we hold something that, that's not just for now but what's to come, we live differently, man. You live differently. And yeah, it can be a life of sacrifice, but it can be a life full of joy. Yeah, it can be a life of, 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 of not to do what you like, but it's a life that's pleasing unto God. We need to stop thinking that, you know, uh, if I do it God's way, I'm going to, it's going to be boring. Oh, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, let's be honest, these are real thoughts. We do it God's way, oh gonna be just, no 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 god is god is fun god is joy god created what what, what is fun is god created joy walking with god is the greatest adventure of your life and sometimes the reality that you think like that is because your eyes are still fixed on the flesh and not the things of the spirit that's just the reality we're still earthly we're not heavenly we're trying to, we're trying to have the best of both worlds all in and i'm telling you Jesus said, there's nothing you give up in this life that you won't reap hundredfold in this life and the life to come. You want to be great? Sir. You want to be great? Become lost. You want to be great? Serve somebody else. 
You want to be great? Yeah, you want to be great? You want to be great? Go to the back of the line. You want to be great? Stay at the bottom. You want to be great? <laughs> Submit. <laughs> you want to be great? Serve somebody else's vision. You want to be great? Do it God's way. He gives grace to the humble. He lifts up the humble. He promotes the humble. Colossians 3, 10 to 14. Before I go on a tangent. NIV. But I hope you're being blessed here because I'm just so stirred. I'm excited. I'm dressed in white. I'm like, yes, I'm a glory house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're white on purpose today. Hallelujah. How do we get dressed? Getting dressed in the spirit is not about how you look, but it's about what you do. It's about who you're putting on. And Colossians 3 verse 10 says something here. And have put on, I mean NIV, the new self, which is being renewed, wow, in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ, once again, is all and is all and is in all. Are you all in, people of God? Is Christ all in you? Are you all in him? We're being told, we're being instructed here by Paul, the great apostle. Put on the new self. Wow. Put it on. Meaning, I can pull it off. This is just read English. Let's not get deep. Let's read what it says. If you can put on, you can put off. Once again, Christianity is a faith of response. A religion of response. And Paul is giving us an instruction by the grace of God. That hello, yeah you're saved, now put on the new self. And understand, when you put on this new self, there is a continual renewal. The Bible says, being renewed. Meaning, this is an ongoing process. In the knowledge, in the image of its creator. Wonderful. In the knowledge. In the knowledge. In the knowledge. Once again, knowing the word of God. Will I know him? Know his word. To the degree that you know him, you will be conformed into his image. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, I believe, about we behold in a mirror the word, the glory of God, and we're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another by the Spirit. Something happens when you behold that which you want to become. Something happens when you believe that which you read. You change. You get transformed. You get renewed. So getting dressed is essentially putting on Christ. Putting on the new self. Recognising I don't have to live how I've been living before. I'm a new creation. It's a belief foundationally and it's a becoming intentionally and it's a beholding eternally. One a process guys. Stop measuring yourself and saying you have to be all of this in one day. Do what he asks in that one day. 
and trust that in him because they're being clothed in the robe of righteousness that you are right to trust in him that his blood has made you holy this is what i'm saying here is revolutionary because no longer are you living that life thinking about how much sin or how much righteous deeds you did no no your paradigm has shifted you're no longer thinking about sinning or not sinning you're thinking about looking at him you're thinking about loving on him you're thinking about oh what do you want me to do you're thinking, you, 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 your heart is him your consciousness is no longer on on right and wrong but you're now choosing life over death you're choosing Christ over everything. This is freedom, guys. The law was there to prove that you can't do it by yourself. It was a tutor to lead you to Christ, who imparts the grace to be like him. Getting dressed means putting on Christ. Getting dressed means focusing on him. Getting dressed means apply the word of God. Verse 12, therefore as God's chosen people, holy, see, he said, you're chosen, you're already holy, and you're already dearly loved. Once again, what does it say? Clothe, ah, get dressed. Clothe yourselves with compassion, okay. Kindness, okay. Humility, okay. Gentleness, oh, patience my good god getting dressed for the occasion is is is, is, is going through the process of becoming it's demonstrating that you are qualified to be at the occasion that you've been sent to because you're dressed for it when i'm saying get dressed for the occasion i'm saying prepare extra oil for your lap when I'm saying get dressed for the occasion, I'm saying, are you ready for what's to come? When I'm saying get dressed for the occasion, I'm, I'm saying, are you where you say you are going? You don't, you, you don't just arrive there. No, 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 no. There's a process. You get dressed. Do you go to a ball naked? No. You get makeup on. Get the lashes on. Contour. Powder foundation. Earrings. You change 10 times. Come on. You pick the right shoe. Even when you're getting dressed, you even get the colour coordination right. You know, when you get dressed, you actually look at the requirements of the dress code. Come on, people of God. You prepare yourself. Are you preparing yourselves for that which you're believing for? That's what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith says, I'm this today. Anybody who thought they were, that became great, or we say that is great, believed they were great before they were great. They got dressed. They got dressed. They got dressed. They got dressed. And we ought to clothe ourselves. God is after the fruit. God is after the character. God is after the image. God is asking. God is looking. Can I see me in you? Are you reflecting me? Do you have the fruit of the Spirit that coincides with the gift of the Spirit? Yes. Are you whole? Are you ready? Have you been baked? Come on. If I want to give you a cake, do I give you flour? No. I mix flour with butter. I get the whatever else. The, and I, the, the egg. 
I mix it together. I prepare. I bake it in the oven for a certain amount of time. And when the time is set, that's when I give you the cake. Getting dressed means submitting to your process. Getting dressed means you hear God say, you're my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased in, or you going to the wilderness. Stop judging what's happening around you being, uh, uh, being God's sentence to you. No, 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 no. God's sentence to you is that I have good plans for you. I have a hope in a future. That's your sentence. But there is also a process. Behold, I do a new thing. I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make rivers in the, in the desert. There is no rivers in deserts, God. And there is no ways in wildernesses. What's he saying? What's he saying? He's saying, where you are right then, I can do something new. Where you are right there, where you are, where you are right now, is about what's inside of you, not what's around you that detects what I can do. Fam, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Glory is not falling from the sky. Glory is not coming from the wind. Glory is coming out of you. It's coming out of you. God sends us into darkness to be light. Come on, people of God. It's in you. The new that we're looking for ain't when everything changes. It's when you change. And then you speak to what's around you to change to what you see. To what you believe. You cultivate. Adam was a single man on the globe. And before he was called to, to go and, 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 and subdue and, and, and be fruitful and, and all of that lovely mandate, God gave him a garden first to cultivate. God said, cultivate what's around you before I give you the rulership to rule the whole globe. There's a process. Even before he got the whole globe, God had to give him a wife. He has to now have a wife to have children. So before he, he has dominion, he has to be fruitful. What's being fruitful, Ayo? Being faithful to what God has given to you. Sowing into what God has given to you. Doing what God has given to you. In order to multiply, he's got to make love to his wife and give her the seed from. So, oh yeah, give me, give me children. <laughs> then what happens? Two become three. Three become four. What happens? They get bigger. So God says, okay, now subdue the land. Don't um, replenish the earth. Then subdue the land. Then have, there is a process. Stop judging God because you can't see it right now. Start applying what God said so that what you're sowing now will reap a harvest then. Hallelujah. I hope you all hear me today. I hope you're hearing me today. I hope you're hearing me today. Get dressed for the occasion. Getting dressed is when your will submits to God's will. Getting dressed is when you understand that God's word is more powerful than your word. And that your obedience unlocks God's power into your life. Getting dressed means I say, nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word. Come on. Peter was fishing all night. Caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. Caught more than he could handle. 
caught more than he could handle. Peter submitted his will. Peter submitted his professionalism. Peter submitted his, he's a professional fisherman. He submitted all of his, his, his degrees. He submitted all of his qualifications to the word of God. And God took what was not working, though was qualified, and said, I'm going to put my hand on it. I'm going to put my word on it. And it multiplied. It became exceedingly and abundantly above what he could ask or imagine. He had to call other boats to help get the fish. Come on, man. Come on, people of God. Get dressed for the occasion. Start applying the word of God. James chapter 1, 23-25. I've got loads to go through, but I'm going to stop them at this point here. James chapter 1, 23-25. The difference between what God says and what you see what God said is your obedience. It's your response. 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 The Bible says, ask me, I shall receive. Then it says, keep on asking. The Bible says, seek and you are fine. Keep on seeking. Come on, people of God. Are we, are, we, are, we, are we giving God just one day? Are we just giving God just one prayer? Don't you understand? When you keep on asking, when you keep on seeking, when you keep on knocking, when you keep on applying and doing the word of God, you're sowing something. The Bible says, faith not in well-doing. At the appointed time, you will reap a harvest if you faint not. There is an appointed time. There is a time set for the occasion. And I'm asking you people of God, get dressed now. Get dressed now. You don't charge your phone when you're leaving. You charge your phone before you leave. You don't get dressed when it's time to go. You get dressed before. Simple things. We get saved and we complicate it. We get saved and the enemy speaks lies into our hearts. We get saved and we compare to We get saved and we just... We, I don't know what happens, but... The temptation to make this thing more deep than it needs to be. No. 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 Do the word. Is anything here, anything here today? Do the word. James 1, 23, 25. I'm going to be in, in a few translations. Let me start off with the NLT. My wife, beloved NLT. It says, but, sorry, for, if you listen to the word, for, if you listen to Ayo speaking today and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. Verse 24. You see yourself and you walk away. And you forget what you look like. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this could just a slap in the face, you know. <laughs> Do any of you forget what you look like? Did you see what James is doing here? He's taking a basic thing we do daily. And he's saying, okay, you guys aren't catching revelation. Let me tell you something then. You look in the mirror. So you read the word. But when you don't do it, <laughs> you, you you forget what you look like. Do any of you have any of you ever forgot what you look like? Maybe the ladies sometimes, but Monday we don't forget what we look like. <laughs> I'm joking. We don't. You know what you look like. He compares that 
to not doing a word. Stupidity, nonsense, abysmal, unheard of. What are you talking about? How can you complain about it's not working when you're not doing anything? Make it make sense, like we said today. <laughs> make it make sense. 25. But if you look carefully into the perfect law <laughs> that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Then God will bless you for doing it. Let me read it again in the past translation. Let me read a few more versions and then we're going uh, to round up. If you listen to the word and lift up the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. Then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply, once again, intense focus, once again, meditation, once again, your eyes fixed. There's something about your eyes, people of God, that, 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 that reflects your life. There's something about, the Bible lets us know that, 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 that what's in here, the heart, affects what the eyes look at. The Bible lets us know that what we look at is what we become full of. If your eye is single, if your eye is focused, if your eye is set on one thing, it will be full of light. The Bible says, and the entrance of your word gives light. And it does what? It gives understanding to the simple. I think God is talking to us today, people of God. It says, but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty and are fascinated by it and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it, they experience God's blessing in all that they do. Can I tell you that the difference between you seeing results and what you do now without God and with God is that God blesses it. God causes what you do, one plus one that you do becomes two. God makes it ten because of grace, because of favour. God, when God puts his hand on what you're doing, the results are different. When you put into action the word of God, you will experience the exceedingly and the abundantly. I need you guys to understand that you need to fix your gaze. You need to fix your mind. You need to get enamoured by this word. This has to become daily bread. You need to live beyond what bread alone. And on every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I need you to believe in your heart. I need you to confess with your mouth. And I need you to work with your hands. The how is in the speaking, in the hearing. We hear by faith. We speak by faith. But the fruit is in the doing. I want to see what God has said. I've got to take that word which is a seed and I've got to sow it into my life. 
The Bible says that if this word that I'm speaking to you falls on good ground, on good soil, it reaps 30, it reaps 60, it reaps 100-fold. People of God, ask God to check your heart. Let me give you more radical. I need you to believe you have a new heart. You have a heart that's not a stone. If you're born again, you have a heart of flesh. You can respond to the divine stimuli of God, to the word of God. Whatever you're building, it has to be on the word. Whatever you're doing, it has to be on the word. Whatever, you, whatever God is sent to do, it has to be on the word. The man that hears my word and does my word is a man who builds his house on the rock. He digs deep. And he lays a foundation. The storms came. The wind came violently. And the house stood. But he who hears my word. And doesn't do them. Is likened to a man. Who built his house on the sand. They both built houses. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never going to dare say. That you can't build a life without God. You can. But on that day of testing. Will it stand? The winds came, the wind blew, and the house that was built on the sand, the Bible says great was its ruin. Great was its ruin. But the house that was built on the rock, it stood. Come on, people of God. We're building something for eternity. We're building something beyond the present. This world that we're, we're applying, we can, we can lay a foundation now. That will speak generations to come. Look at Abraham. Look at Moses. We, we, we're reading a Bible about people who aren't here anymore. Because they lived their lives based on the word of God. They gave us a foundation of what we believe in. That we could stand upon. What are you believing God for? What foundation are you building in your life? That others can look to you. Generations to come. And give God thanks for your life. Give God thanks for your obedience. Give God thanks for the Christ in you. The hope of glory. People of God, I want to encourage you. This is the hour to get dressed. Greater is your latter. Greater is your latter. Greater is your latter. I don't care what's happening Monday to, um, sorry, to January to July. We don't look behind. Anybody who puts his hands to the plough, and looks behind ain't fit for the kingdom. We, we plow, we stay focused on the present. And we say, Lord, you have said. And Lord, I believe. And Lord, I will plow. Lord, you have said. And Lord, I will believe. And so therefore I sow. Lord, you have said. And Lord, I believe. Therefore I will go. What will be your response today? What will be your response today? Get dressed, people of God. The occasion, the promise is coming. Get dressed. Get dressed. Get dressed. Get dressed. I need you guys to comment in the comment section right now. Get dressed. Get dressed. Get dressed for the occasion. Get happy again about your life. Because Jesus is your life. Some of you here are hopeless, you're feeling a bit discouraged, things have happened, 
but I need to recenter your focus back on him. I, 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 don't, I don't want to speak to a situation because that, that's not how you grow. You grow in Christ where your eyes can be fixed on him that everything around you is not going right because that's where, that's where faith matters the most, where you can stand and believe and speak and confess and work even though Africa around you says upright. You, you, right now, I believe that we're a generation of Noahs who God's given a word and the people of this world think we're crazy. We're building an ark for something that has never been seen before. What's rain, Noah? And guess what? We're doing this not for one year, not two years, but 100 or so, 20 years of preaching the same message by building Noah preached by building and his preaching condemned the world because they called him a foolish man. The Bible calls him a preacher of righteousness. And guess what happened? Noah built an ark. Noah built something for the future. The future came one day. Rain came one day and Noah and his family were saved. And everyone around him was gone. Wiped out. And God said through Noah, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to start a new lineage. I'm going to start a new beginning. Now I declare unto you that you are Noah's who hear the word of the Lord, who respond with the fear of the Lord, who build, though you cannot see what God has said to do, you build for it. You build towards it. And you, on that day of testing, <laughs> on that day of flooding, <laughs> you will be saved. You will stand approved. You will stand endorsed. You will stand declared that look at Noah. He responded and his him and his family. Come on. Your obedience is doing something for you and your family. And God is going to start a new thing in your life. In Jesus name. Come on, guys, say I'm a Noah. Say I'm a Noah. I'm a Noah, I'm a Noah, I'm a Noah. That's right. God is doing a new thing in me. Apologies there. Technical difficulties. Satan thought he could come up here and my message. Nah, fam. You are a Noah. Obey the word of God. Live by faith. Get dressed for the occasion. Build the ark. There's a future that's coming. There's an occasion that's coming. Get dressed. Next week, I'm going to carry on my mission. I've got more notes, but we're going to end it there. But I pray you were blessed. If you were blessed, give me some 